We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Jared. Good to be here. That's fantastic. Big win today for you guys, huh? Played, yes. Uh, you know, Alabama played uh, Northwest Kentucky uh, University of Idaho, right? Yep. Basically what it was. Yeah. Our stars played half the game, just like Alabama would have, like, so... Similar. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm interested, though, in how did somebody use two pitchers and give up 22 runs? Like, that is the most impressive thing I think I've ever seen. It was. Minus, minus Vin Mazzaro's stat, but. Yeah. So, all right. Let's get this show started with the question. Question of the day, Nate. I took this from our pal, friend of the show, Steven Risotto. I think I asked it on, um, yeah, I asked it on Twitter as well. You, if, if you saw it, you know. But, um what, as a player, what would you rather have? Three World Series rings or go to the Hall of Fame? Tough question. It is. It is for sure. Um, for I, me, because I – This is the way that I looked at it. Just going to let you know. Ernie Banks or Jorge Posada? Who would you rather be? Yeah. So, so for me being the competitive guy that I am and just like, I, I like winning. I think I'd rather have the rings, um, especially because I'm in the moment. Like it's going to be something that I, I'm going to have. Uh, the hall of fame is something that I may or may not know. I even got into, you know, it's possible I pass away before I even get into the hall of fame. And then, then there's like, okay, that's great. Like, you know, he was a hall of famer, but I, nobody's going to know that. Like, for me at least. And as a world series or as a, as a world series winner, I'm going to be able to walk around with that for the rest of my life, whether it's, you know, age 22 when I win my first ring or age 42 when I win my last ring, whatever. So I I think I would rather win the world series and just, you know, say that I'm a winner. I'm with you on that. You know, I, I would rather like, I look at it for me as a player, like, 
I played in AI, you know, like for, for you as well. I mean, this, this kind of can go for you at your school. Would you have rather won the national championship D one gone to Omaha or gone into the hall of fame? hundred percent. I would have rather gone to Omaha hundred percent. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Like I would rather like have being in the hall of fame at an NAI hope international. That'd be cool. Like having my number retired or whatever, like that'd be cool and everything, you know, hundred percent, but like world series or world series, like championships or championships. Like those are, those are a little bit different. Like, like I said, at the end of the day, I look at it as would I rather be Ernie Banks? Ernie Banks never won a world series or anything like that. Great player, hall of famer, or would I rather be, you know, Jorge Posada though. I think Posada won a couple David Cohn, David Cohn, I think won a, won quite a few, like one of those guys, like pick anybody that's not a hall of famer. That's not basically not Derek Jeter from the like 2000, like the nineties, the 2000 Yankees, you know, like Paul O'Neill, like Paul O'Neill has a couple yeah. of rings. Like, so I, I don't know. Like I would rather, I think I'd rather have rings. Like you, even Don Matting, uh, did Don Matting win any with the Yankees? Like, did he not? Uh, that he was like, the name that I was thinking of, but I, I don't think he did. Uh, think he might've, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you look at the high school I went to, we had a shot to win a championship my last year and we, we did not, but you go past the high school and my name is on the wall for like the wall of honor. It's like, eh, that's great. I would have rather won it ring. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Um, though I don't care about high school. So that is what it is. It is what it is. So Nate, um, before we get going, I have, I have actually, I have a show planned out for us. We didn't just throw, like, I've been thinking about it. I'm excited about this. It's impressive. It came along as the day had, you know, gone on. We had one of those work days where I, you know, just was not into it at all. You know, it's baseball day. Um, but, um, but yeah, guys, if you could follow us wherever you're, uh, wherever you're listening, subscribe as well, wherever you're listening or watching us, you're watching us on YouTube. How you doing? Um, if you're not start up watching us on YouTube, I know it's just two guys looking at you a little bit weird. Maybe I'll stare into your gaze into your eyes a little bit. And I'm just kidding. But, um, but yeah, you know, we can have a lot of fun on here. Um, I'm excited. Like I said, the, the YouTube's going to come in handy when, uh, when we, you know, start actually talking baseball and always have the baseball in my hand. So we'll actually start, you know, I, I think it's going to be good once we down the road and when we get a bunch of guests on and, and such like that. So don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us wherever, um, whatever Instagram, you know, Twitter, Facebook, you can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tim's. You can follow Nate at Nate green 34. So guys, after that horrible introduction, Nate, did you know you're world famous? I did not. I thought that was only Taylor Blake Ward. Uh, oh, no, Taylor Blake Ward. Yes. It's world famous Taylor Blake Ward, but no, um, pretty cool. I got a, I got a pretty cool message today from, from a follower of our show, nice. Sam Riley. I'll give you one. I'll let you take one guess from where, where do you think he's from? Sam Riley. Come on. I don't throw, know. throw a country out. Just throw a country, any country you want. Um, let, let's just say England. That's good. That's good. Um, New Zealand. Okay. Sam, Sam Riley from New Zealand. I was pretty excited when I saw it. I, you know, I get, I get messages from time to time um, from people overseas, but New Zealand's, that's a, that's a first for me. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I, not a lot of baseball down there and, and Sam, if you're listening, we'd love to get you on the show. Uh, I know we probably have a giant time difference, but we will make it work. I promise. Like, I, I think it would be a lot of fun to talk baseball with somebody who's not even from, you know, the United States. Um, you know, I, I just think it'd be a lot of fun or maybe he is, you know, I'd love to get the background on what, you know, how he got down there and stuff like that. So, but, um, he had a pretty cool question for us. Um, he wants to know what our expectations are for Joe Adele. And I'll let you start it off. Uh, just uh, let's go expectations for next year. 
Um, just because he's, he added this on as well. He said his growth this year will be huge, especially offensively with the current second base shortstop hole. I know that he doesn't play second base or shortstop, but I understand what he's saying. We can. Yes, like with, with the fact that we don't have a shortstop who can hit, we need somebody else to pick up some slack. So yep. I, I get it. But um, so for me, if I were to expect Joe Adele, I'm expecting him to hit about 250. And if he throws up 20 to 25 home runs, I'm going to say it's a very successful year. Uh, as long as the defense is there and, and he plays uh, – smart on the base pass like those are the little things that I think he really needs to work on is like he's got to be really really smart defensively he's got to be really smart on the base pass like it, it sucks when you have a guy who's who's actually fast who's not that smart on the bases and not to say that he's not super smart but that's Re- kind of let's say reckless on the base paths he, I would yes, say not that's, much, but reckless yeah yeah so if he can make some smarter decisions on the base path then he hits 250, 20, 25 homers, you know, that's a pretty good year for, for a guy who's going to play his first full year. Finally. Yeah. You know, finally, especially, and he's still young. What is he? 22, 23, maybe like yeah. he's still a senior in college. When you think about that, like a lot of these guys are getting drafted. Like that's why I hold out hope for these guys that getting drafted out of high school that, you know, the angels are like, everybody's all worried about like Joe, his kid's 22 years old. You know, like what were you doing when you were 22? I mean, we were playing college baseball. But I mean, when, when you think about it like that, I mean, it, it, he's 22, you know, he's still got a lot of growing to do. He's just not going to hit his prime till he's 25, 26. I mean, we're not going to see Joe Adele prime till that time. And, and he started, you know, I, I think he started playing baseball a little bit later. I think he was a multi-sport athlete and kind of like that Jordan Adams route where yeah. he didn't play baseball full time. And we're going to see kind of a late development on, on those type of guys. But, but yeah, I mean, development this year is pretty big. I, I got to say that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting, I'm hoping that we see, like you said, 250. We're going to see a lot of strikeouts. There's always been the hole in his swing. You know, like if he has 150 to 200 strikeouts, if he gets 600 plate appearances, 700 plate appearances, whatever it is, and he strikes out 150 times, like that wouldn't surprise me. It's going to be, um, you know, he, he has the power. We've seen the power. Um, it, it's just if he, you know, swings to his ability, if he, mm-hmm. if he has that ops field approach, you know, like we've seen in the minors that, stupid opposite field power where he can use one hand and you know hit it over the fence and I know triple a is a little bit different the ball flies there but the power is there like there were reports of him as an 18 year old hitting like 480 foot bombs Mm -hmm. in spring training so the power is there you know like it's it's always there it's going to be there so yeah 20 25 30 home runs like I don't think he's technically not a is he technically a rookie anymore no the last year was his rookie year technically yeah 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 yeah, I mean, if you compared him to some of the rookies this next year, uh, I think that you could say that he might have one rookie of the year with the with the numbers that I'm expecting him to put up. Um, you know, like two, 250, 260, 25, 30, you know, 20, 30 bombs. Um, he's going to get a lot of protection in that in that lineup. He's not going to – he's going to hit farther down. I don't think he's going to have a lot of pressure on him in the four, five, six hole or anything. Like, he's not going to bat – second third fourth fifth unless if he's batting second third or fourth fifth he's batting 320 like he's he's yeah, putting he's up crowd or yeah so like he's hot. yeah he, he has no pressure on him batting lower in the lineup um the, the only pressure he's going to have on him is playing the outfield and we've talked about right field um at angel stadium or the outfield in general we don't think it's an easy place to play the outfield i think it's you know you lose the ball fairly easily off the bat um there's just weird ground to cover it's a big outfield 
there are some weird kicks in it. Um, the high fence, I know it's not a high fence anymore, but the high wall and, and right field. So yeah, like expectations, definitely. I, I would assume him to get a step up in, in his game, but you know, there's still the development side of things. I'm intrigued to know what, what he's going to do, where he is. Um, does he even start at the major league level? You know, like they, they ain't like, what's the, like, does he start? He, in has AAA? he almost no. has to, right? Like he has to start in the big league level. I mean, unless he comes in not prepared in spring training, but like, if you come in prepared in spring training, he's got to start. He's got absolutely. to start in the major leagues. Oh, absolutely. I, I would agree as well. I mean, you have a young kid like this. You don't want to waste his time down in, down in the minors because this is what everybody's fighting for, you know, like mm-hmm. the service time. And this is what the lockout's all about. But, but yeah, I mean, it's actually kind of an interesting thing to think about. Um, like you have four outfielders right now and I know Justin Upton's one of them and you're like, Oh, Jared, it's Justin Upton. But I mean, he's got a big contract attached to him. You, you almost have to play him in a sense. Like I know that's not a, I, I, I know we that's want not to true. Him. That's not true. I know we didn't, I, I, we didn't play over pools last year. Uh, I think it's a little different. I, you, I mean, Justin Upton is not Albert Pujols. You're right. A Albert 30, Pujols deserves way more, a 30, way more how, respect how than Justin Upton. No, Justin Upton's what? 33 years old. A 33 year old, 34, 34 year old Justin Upton is not 40 year old Albert Pujols. Yes, but but, he, you know. but Albert Pujols deserves way more respect to play every day than Justin Upton did. Well, yes, and we, we gave him what Pujols was, hundred percent. Like, and I, we I, gave Albert Pujols no respect. So the fact that we give Albert Pujols no respect means that we don't we don't owe Justin Upton any respect. That dude has got to come out and earn his money. If not, he's going to find his way on the bench. That's what needs to happen. I don't I don't disagree with you. I don't. Like I said though for twenty six million dollars. 20, 20 million dollars, twenty six, I think. Twenty five, something stupid. For twenty five million dollars, and yes, I hear it in your voice. For twenty five million dollars, it's just tough for me to play somebody on the bench, especially with the upside that Justin Upton has. So, like, I, I get it. I do. Like, I would love to see a platoon. I, I, I want to see him platoon. I want to see. I, if I had it my way, Justin Upton's playing first base this year, hundred percent. And you're putting Walsh or not? Yeah, you're platooning him with Walsh. Walsh is going to get the majority of the at bats. He can play a little bit of right field he can play a little bit of left field when trout or when um marsh or when adele needs a break in any of those positions he can play the outfield um but like if i had it my way that i um marsh trout and adele are in the outfield for 162 games this year to get them the experience to get them what they like that that's what you need out of marsh and marsh and adele you need them to have the experience like they they put up the numbers at the minor league level like i'm not worried about them at all at that position, like their development is fairly done at the minor league level. Now they got to figure out the major league side of things and figure yep. out how they do it. You know, like that, that's where it's at. So if you're coming into spring training and I think this is actually a legitimate question. If it is, who is playing the outfield, you know, like there is, there's a little bit of a log jam, but you know, who like that, that's my, that's where I stand with it. You know, like you need to, you need to play those three guys that I mentioned but Justin Upton also deserves a chance. You're paying him that amount of money. You need to give him a chance to play the outfield. If money is the reason why you're playing him, then you are not trying to win games. If that's, if that is the case, you are not trying to win a world series. You're trying to make sure you don't look like an idiot for uh, signing you had five years ago. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, you look at other teams and they don't do this crap. They're not like, Oh, you know, we pay this guy a lot of money. Like, you know who does that? The Baltimore Orioles. The Baltimore oh, Orioles no. make sure that Chris Davis plays. They're in a different spot. The Baltimore I, Orioles are in a different spot than the Angels. The Baltimore Orioles did not have 
They didn't. Ryan, Mal- Ryan Mountcastle was right there. He was no. ready to play. No, I'm not. Give, I'm not giving you that one. The, the you cannot say the Orioles and the Angels are in the same place. I'm not. I'm I, not. I'm not saying they're in the same place. I'm just saying those teams that aren't trying to win make sure that the guys play who get paid a lot of money. The teams who don't care, the Dodgers don't care how much money you make. It's what have you done for me lately? But the Yankees, the Yankees are the same way. No, no, no. Done for me. There's, there's been times where it's like, why is Stanton playing? Why is, why is? Well, that's because they have 752 injuries, and they're just hoping that somebody's healthy. But you know, they, they don't care. It, there was, there was days where, uh, I, I think even in the playoff game, Gary Sanchez did not play. It's Gary, like Gary Sanchez isn't making ten million dollars. He's not making that much money though. He's ten not, million dollars. He's not even making ten million. He didn't make ten million. No shot. I think he made I ten million. I give you a six on it. I give you. I think. He, I think he made ten last you year. Can look it up. You look yeah. it up as, as we're switching over here. But um, but yeah. Hey, Sam. I we appreciate that. Obviously, I mean, you got it. You, you got us going here. So um, appreciate the question, Sam. I appreciate you listening all the way down in New Zealand. That's that's pretty sweet. Um, that's a, that's actually awesome. <laughs> Didn't know that that was that was a thing. I mean, I see charts of where people listen to podcasts and where people look at look at stuff that I put out there. But you know, New Zealand is. Um, yeah, <laughs> that is that is down there. How much is he making? Six and a half. You're welcome. Thank you. That's a that's a lot of money for for a catcher who's not playing. Thank you, thank you very much. That's a lot of money for a catcher who's not playing. Six and a half for a catcher. I guarantee you he's not. In who's the, not playing? I'm guarantee. I guarantee you he's not in the top half of of catcher's amount of money. Like being. Ooh. What am I saying? Catcher salary. Oh, I don't know about that. Mm. I, that's I, gonna I, be close. That's you. close. He's projected to make seven and a half this year. Seven and a half. I don't really want to get into this conversation, but it's a conversation that we'll have off the record because yeah. I know I'm right. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll on to actual Angels news. We have Angels news, which is pretty cool. Um, Nate and I agree on a signing, you know, with the Angels as well. That's a big thing because we don't always agree with some of these signings and, and we think that this is a good one all of a sudden. So Angels signed Daniel Ponce de Leon, a former Cardinal, to a minor league contract. Last season with the Cardinals, he was 1-1 one one in 33.1 innings pitch. Had a 6.21 ERA, 6.11 FIP, 24 strikeouts, and 22 walks. Um, some more stats on him. Minimum 450 pitches thrown. He had the fifth highest four-seam fastball um, rate in all of baseball at 73.7%, very high for fastballs. I'm, I'm not in on throwing fastballs that much unless your name's Rolis Chapman, Garrett Cole, somebody who's throwing absolute ched, you know. So I think that the Angels um, might have found themselves a diamond in the rough here in Daniel Ponce de Leon. I know that you have some stats uh, from two, from nine, somebody, somebody posted some stats from, from a couple of years ago, and he was pretty solid, like a three, uh, a sub four ERA. As a starter, you know, he, he was pretty good. And the Cardinals Cardinals usually do a pretty good thing. A um, little more background. Let's, I'll say this. Like, I have a little more background on the signing as well. Um, Angel brought over a lot of guys from St. Louis uh, in, in the front office part of things. So that's um, – I, I wouldn't surprise me. I don't have any – I don't have any knowledge of if the Angels will. wouldn't surprise me if the Angels made a couple more moves like this where you saw some former um, – some former card – some former Cardinals come over that are like – fringy like oh they might have had a good year or something in the past um same thing with some dfas that happened during the season from the cardinals if that if that happens um just like we saw a lot of 
Braves come over because of Perry. We're seeing a lot of Cardinals. Uh, so just something to keep an eye out in the future. And the last thing on, on Ponce de Leon before we get going here, um, Anaheim kid went to La Mirada High School, which is actually in mm-hmm. Cyprus, I believe. Um, went to Cyprus JC. Did you play against him? I don't know. I don't think I played. He's, he's too old. Yeah. Um, Cyprus JC, and he was also drafted four times, which is unbelievable, by the way. So, Nate, what do you got on him? Well, La Mirada's in La Mirada, so oh, there's that. Oh, wow, I'm an idiot. It's not in Cyprus. Cyprus is the other side of the 90, the 91, yeah. huh? Yeah. La Mirada's uh, Yeah, but no, there's there's been some really good players out of La Mirada High School, so really good players out of Cyprus College as well, so that's another good thing. The, the cool thing about him is he can start, he can pitch out of the pen, he can long relief, he can be a seventh, eighth inning guy. Like, he is very versatile in, in the bullpen, which I think is huge because – um, he can get big outs if you need him. Like if he's if he's throwing the ball well, he's a guy that I have no problem giving the ball to in the seventh, eighth inning. Uh, also, if he's not throwing the ball that well, I have no problem giving him the ball in the third inning down, you know, six, seven, eight, nothing, and just saying go eat innings because he's gonna do that. He he's a competitor. Um, that I just love the the fact that he can start, he can pitch long relief, and he can pitch. Uh, back into the pen as well. And the best part about it, minor league deal. So what's the worst? He's making a million? Yeah. Like, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I've I'm been asking for these kind of contracts for I don't know how long. Yeah. I'm 100% in agreement with you. Um, when both Nate and I agree on a, on a, on a free agent signing like this, it's probably going to be on the minor league side of things. Um, though we do agree on some major league deals. But, but, um, but yeah, you know, this was a, this is a nice little pickup for the angels. I know that you look at his stats last year and I rattled them off. You're going to be like, Jared, Nate, what the hell are you guys talking about? He has six ERA, a six fifth. Like it wasn't even projected to be good or anything like that. There is, you know, I, I think in my opinion here, the angels have done a very good job. Perry and staff have done a very good job of have, making guys find the strike zone a little bit more. If you look in the minors, that's something that I think that Perry really tried to pinpoint is finding the strike zone a little bit more in, in the command side of things. So if, if there's one thing that I trust the angels and, and their development on, it's telling, teaching guys how to command, you know, throw, throw pitches over the plate. And it's actually, I'm, I'm actually quite shocked that he had a 73% fastball rate. You know, um, last I think that's year. something that they could help him with too. It's like, hey, let's throw, let's throw some more breaking balls. Like, honestly, that's kind of the hardest thing I think for a starter, a guy who's going to be both ways, is learning to only throw two pitches. Because some of these guys who have been starters their whole life, they want to throw three, four pitches. It's like, hey, just go to the bullpen, throw your best two pitches, your fastball and slider, and just completely dominate everyone throwing fastball slider. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm with it. I like it. I like it a lot. I think, like you, you I mean, you said it. You said it well. There's going to be a lot of a uh, lot of opportunity um, for him, and and there's also, you know, in those certain games. I don't know what I'm saying right now. I can't get the words out of my mouth. But you said it perfectly. I'm going to be honest there with you. So, last thing before we get everybody going here on talking halos, um, I want the perfect lineup, and we can thank. We can thank the perfect angels lineup, by the way. Who's playing shortstop? Who's in the 40 man. I don't care. You can, you can pick. I want the perfect lineup for you. Um, heading in opening the opening day lineup. Everybody's healthy right now. Like we're not worried about anybody. Nobody has injuries or anything like that. You don't need a starting pitcher, just one through nine. Um, and we can thank, uh, is it halo hangout? Um, Evan on halo yeah. hangout who, who, yeah. who posted a, an article about that. If you want to go read it, go ahead and do it. Um, but, uh, but this has kind of been the fan can, um, contribution podcast for us yep. a lot of a lot of that but 
Nate, one through nine, I want the perfect lineup. Um, I guess we can kind of alternate. So leading off, what do you got? Marsh. I'm in agreement. Yeah, Marsh, center field. Yep. Cool. Seconds. Trout. Nope. No, no. I, I Hang on. I flip-flop. Trout's leading off for me. I mean, I would love to do that, but realistically, it's going to go Marsh, Trout. No. Well, no, I, I'm giving it myself. Trout's leading off for me. Like, I'm going to flip-flop that right now. Trout's leading off and playing right field. Um, in the two-hole, I want Shohei Otani batting second. Okay. Um, DHing or pitching, I guess, if yep. whatever you want to put it at. Um, three-hole for you? Uh, so, we went Marsh. So, yeah, yeah. So, I went Marsh, Trout, and then Otani's going to hit three for me. Cool. I want Rendon in the three-hole for me. Um, ready, lefty, ready. Yeah, Rendon at third. I know that. That's what I'm trying to do. It's like, okay, yeah, I went ready, lefty. lefty so Rendon's four for me. And then I go um, Walsh. Um, am I missing somebody? I think I think I'd go Walsh in the. Yeah, Walsh in the four hole, for me. Yeah. And then, I'm I'm gonna watch you contradict yourself in about two minutes, so it's gonna be fun, uh, because I'm going to go Walsh batting fifth. And I just say oh, I got Walsh batting fourth, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. Walsh batting fourth, then in the five hole. I know I'm going to contradict myself here. Yep, there we go. There we go. That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> Justin Upton. Oh, I was waiting for you to say Joe Dell after saying he's not going to hit one through four or one so, through five. I mean, I'm okay with the Dell batting in the five hole. I mean, I could put a Dell here if I want. I'm trying to think. No, yeah, no, no, no. You know what? A Dell in the five hole. You're right. I, I'll con- after, I guess I'll contradict myself. In a after he just said a Dell will not hit the top five, uh, but I'll he will in Jared's lineup. Yeah, he will. I mean, I'm just putting the best lineup together. I mean, I go righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty right now. And now I go Adele. Um, Adele. Adele's, Adele's six for me. So Yeah. Six for me is Brandon Marsh. Okay. Yeah, Brandon Marsh and, and playing center field. So I got my outfield taken care of. Yeah. Uh, seven, Stassi for me. Lefty, I got a righty now. Um, Stassi, I think, has got to be seven. So we're putting Stassi in the seven hole. I think that's probably yeah. where he, he belongs. I'm trying to think if we're missing anybody. We got no, second, it, base, second base shortstop for us at the end yeah, here, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Which, for me, nine is Fletcher. I'm, I'm letting Fletcher hit ninth. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, let's see, I went Stassi. So but, lefty. I think Tyler Wade's lefty, huh? Yeah, he is. Renipo's lefty. Switch. They're both switch hitters, huh? Uh, I think Wade, Wade's Wade, only a lefty. lefty. Yep. Ringy for the switch. I'll go. Yeah, I mean the short, any shortstop, I guess, because they're going to probably be batting lefty, I guess, in a sense. So this, I think, down here, if it's Renifo or Wade, if I had to pick somebody right now, Wade, I guess. Just in my opinion, I like Renifo a lot, but um, I don't know. You know, that's a tough. That's a coin flip for me. I would, I don't, it I wouldn't is. mind. I wouldn't mind either one of them. And then David Fletcher is obviously in the nine <laughs> hole for both of us. Um, I, I would have Wade hit eighth for me. Uh, you know, again, Renkifo hitting eighth is not going to kill me, but uh, yeah, it's pretty much a coin toss at that point. And you know, whoever saw it. Yep. So, uh, without having any stats to back this one up, where do they rank offensively in the AL? Top. Um, what do we got in the AL? Ooh, Who has a better lineup uh, than that? Who has a better lineup than that in the AL? Let's. Um, I'm Red Sox, sure. Yankees, Blue Jays, White Sox, possibly. It's close. I think that like the best comparison to the Angels is the White Sox minus the pitching staff they have there. You know, even though you tried to say they were better offensively. Um, so fifth, and it it, it it depends on what Astros lineup. You know who the, who they get and things like that. But the Rangers, um, no, not yet. Probably not. Mariners, no. Uh, Kansas City in a couple years, but not yeah, yet. No, no. 
Tigers, no. Tigers, yet. Could be close. I'd say that's that's my that's again our sleeper team. I think I feel like it they're is. gonna be they're gonna be good again. It is. So I, I think you're looking at the fifth best team offensively in the American League, which is about right. Yeah, but that's not great. No, but I mean it's about right. It probably puts you top ten in Major League Baseball ish. I mean, no. Well, not if the NL the NL is gonna have DH this year. Yeah, so they could be they could be a lot better with you know the Dodgers are gonna be a lot better and. Yeah, you know the Giants are probably going to put up stupid numbers, so that would be two. The Mets are probably going to, you know, have Same. projected as a top lineup. That'd be three. The Braves are going to be up there. That's four. The Brewers are going to do some things and be up there. That'd be five. Um, and then, yeah. as long as Yelich kind of rebounds, that could be a dangerous lineup. So, I mean, to put Colorado, Colorado could be dumb. Yeah, you know, Colorado's always scary, but like inflated stats in a sense, you know, like Vanguard. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, they, they're going to do what they're going to do. So yeah, no. they're probably going to finish right around middle of the pack in that 12 to 15 range in, in Major League Baseball and finish top five in the American League. I give it, I'll give it a little before that. I'm a little more optimistic on this lineup. Um, I think the Angels have, you know, I, I think that, like I said, I'm more optimistic on lineups. So I think they're a top 10 offense on paper right now. Um, they need a shortstop. They do. Somebody's got to pick it. Somebody's got to hit. They, yeah. they, they need a shortstop. Yes, they do. Just go get Nick Ahmed. You don't have to spend very much on him. Like, just get a defensive-minded shortstop. Like, that's all that you need. Or go give Trevor Story a one-year deal. You can give Trevor Story a three- or four-year deal and be fine, too. So Yeah, they need a shortstop well, of the future. So, Nate, any thoughts for let everybody go? No, we are all good. It's fantastic. Uh, really, really good show today. Short, sweet, to the point. I love it. Hopefully we have good news moving forward. There is some rumors. I don't know how true they are. I don't know if you saw it, but there's some rumors about a, a lockout ending. Mm-hmm. I don't trust it. If you, if you saw that, I'm going to be honest here with you. Wait for somebody legitimate to post something. Um, I don't, I don't doubt it, you know, like knowing major league baseball, if that rumor is true. Um, and if you're looking for that rumor, I'm not even going to say it. You can go find it yourself and you'll know exactly what rumor I'm talking about. But um but yeah, you know, like wait for somebody big to post it. I think I, I think I said that to somebody anyways today. But wait for that to happen. Passan, Rosenthal, probably Passan will break it um, if when the lockout ends, and then expect oh, eight hundred trades. Morosi maybe, yeah. Eight, expect yeah, yeah. eighteen hundred trades or something on that day. <laughs> uh, Is that exact number? Eighteen hundred. Yeah, I mean, if if Cotto's okay, uh, working, you know, this <laughs> off season, he's probably but. Uh, but guys, thanks so much for listening and watching here at Talking Halos. Uh, subscribe wherever you are listening or watching. Um, hello, YouTube again. This is a lot of fun. Um, if you could follow us on all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you have any questions, if you want to jump on a show with us, more than happy to jump on. Um, like I said, love, we just love talking baseball. Um, love talking Angels baseball. But right now, just baseball in general, because that's kind of all we got to talk about. Um, wish Nate luck on his date tonight. Uh, he's oh having lots of That's not true. That is not true. He is lying. So, <laughs> all right, guys. So, thank you uh, so much for listening here, talking halos, and have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.